All right, everybody. I'm not saying climate change isn't real, but if we just wait a little bit longer, you know, like maybe um, sometime around when Toronto has California-type weather, that would be really awesome, you know, for me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The World According to Kyle podcast and it is a world according to kyle not you i could really give a shit less about what your thoughts and opinions are uh on the matter okay uh this is all um according to me yeah and uh that's confusing about the uh climate change uh topic why canadians seem to um really give a shit at all um based on our uh our uh, geographical uh, uh position in the world and uh the fact that it's fucking ice cold freezing here um all of the time this was the first uh new year's that i've had that it's been uh this that i've actually been able to see uh green which I mean, you know, it's counterintuitive for me, at least, uh, to <laughs> to want to um, root uh, 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 root to fix something that's causing me to have uh, slightly more comfortable weather. But uh, you know, such is uh, such is the case, and such is the mystique of uh, the world that uh, we find ourselves in uh, currently. Um, uh, and the thing is, the thing with climate change that, uh, you know, I'm so, uh, that I, I'm so weirded out by is Canada's like bending over backwards, um, to make all these regulations so that, I mean, does, if Canada was the most fucking, um, environmentally conscious and best for, best sustainable, uh, ecosystem on the planet, does it even do anything? No, it really doesn't. Uh, it's more of a if the lar- large large uh, populations uh, with the most amount of people that contribute the most to uh, uh, um, to climate change. If they do something, then that has it. Then that has an impact. Um, so for us to bend over backwards to uh, attempt to. Um, to attempt to uh, rectify uh, the oncoming environmental disaster makes absolutely, uh, absolutely no sense. Absolutely no sense. And I hope you guys enjoy the little, um, the little uh, intro to the show. Um, what it's meant to be is just something kind of. Um, non-serious where i can just have a little fun uh before the show like make fun of something even like i mean you know even if i uh, don't really uh don't really mean what i'm saying like that's my one little like don't you know i heard somebody uh complain about uh uh one of the episodes where um i said the I said Superman is gay or something, uh, referring to like one of the um, uh, one of the new um, Superman was always gay. But have you seen uh, the Supermans with Richard Pryor with Christopher Reeves? I mean, you know, those were awful movies, and somebody uh, subjected uh, 
me to them in, in the thoughts that they would have a super man in uh, in the, the fucking film. And there, <laughs> there was, trust me, there was nothing super about uh, the uh, 80s uh, Superman films with uh, Christopher Reeves and Richard Pryor. Uh, anyways, I digress. That that the intro of the show is just kind of like a lighthearted um, attempt to uh, get into get get into the show and to um, just bring up something uh, off the cuff. It's not meant to be taken uh, very seriously. <laughs> um, as I, at, even what like as I'm looking at some of my uh, notes uh, for shows in the future, one one of them is going to be like. Uh, about how I like want to do sadistically depraved things to geese, <laughs> and, and that geese are uh, <laughs> geese are lucky that they don't taste really good. So that you know that's the type of level that I'm working at here. I just figure that uh, uh, for the most course of the show, I'm talking about things that are. Um, extremely serious uh so it's nice to have like a little light-hearted uh a, a light-hearted uh ramble at the beginning of uh my episode so excuse the fuck out of me um i uh don't apologize for myself uh as always folks as always folks you can find me uh on youtube at uh, the world according to Kyle, Instagram Kyle Max eighty six, Twitter Kyleverse, Facebook Kyle Max, Reddit T W A two K, and uh, so this is my twelfth uh, little housekeeping. This is my twelfth um, installment. This is my twelfth podcast of uh, the T W A two K. It's been going good. So far, uh, I can't complain. Uh, I'm looking forward to the uh, new year, the 2022. Now, um, just for uh, my standard housekeeping right now, my plans for the uh, channel going forward. Um, So what I'm going to do is uh, this was the 12th episode, the 12th episode, the last episode that I promised of 2021 granted it is in the new year and uh it is 2022 but it just happened to be the day that uh was most uh uh easiest to be able to record a podcast so uh that is what i did um for the start of uh and this was kind of like good because like i i eased up my schedule and like i i stopped recording like on a you know strictly monthly basis and i held off a little bit and went like uh a month and a half a uh, month and three weeks so i could ha- really hammer some out in uh december and um uh get a get a um get a grasp of uh what what it would be like to do uh week in and week out which you know you always want to um you always want to test uh test where test your uh comfortability and your comfort zone and uh i thought it went pretty well for doing uh like so i probably did four podcasts in uh the month of december alone because uh, I don't think I had my uh, I don't think I had my ninth. Let me check to be uh, let's check to be for sure how much podcast did I officially do in the fucking uh, month of December. I think it's either four or five. Uh, 
Okay, yeah. So I did, uh, yeah, I did uh, TWA2K9 and then 10 and 11 and 12 all in uh, the month of December. So uh, it it's still going good. Like, I mean, like, uh, um, so I would, th- I was thinking in the new year. So what my plan to, uh, for the new year is, uh, I am going to, um, a, a, at the end of the new year, I want to be on video. I want to be, uh, showing you guys, um, what I am seeing and the articles that I'm going through and the links that, that I'm going through. That is my plan before the end of the year is to, uh, get off of podcast, uh, form and get into video cast form as well as podcast form. I mean, uh, that's for the end of the year. So, uh, if all, if all goes good, but in the meantime, uh, my, uh, immediate, my, my immediate goal is to, um, uh, is to segmentize almost my, uh, uh, uh my, previous um videos so um i'll go in and i'll start to make clips of uh of the video uh, of the videos that i have like going through my episodes and um you know okay this is five minutes where i talked about this this is uh 12 minutes where i taught where i talked about that and kind of um segmentizing the shows because not everybody uh, has the opportunity to or availability to listen to um, you know one and a half hours of me rambling uh, straight so uh, that is and that's kind of what I'm wanting to do in uh, the new year so in the new year uh, I want to make sure I'm segmentizing my episode so that you know uh, to, uh, a, a day to to after the release of uh of my show um i'm gonna uh kind of go go back through it and uh and and section it off into uh into you know easy to easy to watch easy to listen to uh quick sections about uh about topics if you just want to hear me uh you know wax about a certain topic or hear my opinion on a certain topic or not then uh that's uh so that's my goal for the uh future of twa2k uh channel um if you are one of my few subscribers right now i appreciate i very very much appreciate you and uh we got big things we got big things coming in uh in 2022 and uh this is just a start but uh you know i always believe in uh uh setting um reasonable expectations for yourself and uh making sure that you follow through when the expectations are reasonable that's when you have the uh you know i was always a victim of that before of setting unattainable expectations uh for myself and uh and uh and i thought and that's a large reason why you fail because you set a goal for yourself and that you fail that goal i mean it's okay to fail in some circumstances but i think when you're setting uh when you're setting goals and uh limits uh for just starting something out you have to be um 
you have to be uh, a little more flexible in, uh, and reasonable in your demands of yourself. Uh, you know, I was always, uh, you know, pu- pushing more on myself than, uh, uh, than, and like, okay, I can hit this, the nu- this mark, this mark, this mark. You want to set baby steps for yourself and then progress from there. Do something that's very attainable to start because uh, if you just start going ham right away, chances of you burning yourself out and losing interest completely are the uh, are what you have to uh, pay in order to uh, in order to go down that road. And maybe it might work out, and uh, maybe it won't. But uh, you know, the these things can take things away from you that you're not aware of or uh make you evolve in a uh in a in a faster way and uh reduce the because uh, you, you know you don't know how the future is gonna go until you actually live it and uh you know if you took something uh, a little bit um a little bit slower paced and uh, allowed yourself time to develop before uh before uh, just uh, you know going ham with three hours right uh, right away, then uh, you know you'll. You, I think you want a sense of progression in life, even if there is no like, even if there is no arbitrary uh, acceptable way of <laughs> of doing this. I think you. I think you want to see. Um, progression in in life and uh moving up towards something and having uh and having reasonable goals and setting those goals and breaking those goals so uh for the podcast for uh that's all my long-winded way of saying uh by the way for the podcast um in the future i think we're gonna do um we're gonna uh double the output so we had uh 12 we had 12 uh, TWA 2Ks for the year of 2022. Uh, you know, I got my flow. I got, you know, my method, uh, my methods of doing things. My And um, so for 2023, I'm going to start with a very simple goal uh, of uh, producing uh, and doing uh, 25 podcasts for, uh, for the year of 2022. And uh, seeing as you know, uh, I've done so. I've done this is my fourth in one month. So uh, doing uh, them at a uh, at a higher frequency. That's kind of uh, that's kind of where I was going. It was kind of what I wanted to see out of uh, out of what I was doing. So, um, how are you guys doing? Uh, did you guys have a happy new year? Uh, did you guys, you know, go and spread coronavirus <laughs> lots while you were out? Um, I, I really don't care. I, uh, spent the, uh, I spent the, I spent my, uh, New Year's at home alone. Um, and it's not really because I didn't want to go out or because I couldn't go out. It's just because why at this, you know, when you're, uh, well, when you're like me, um, and you go out, you like uh, you want it to be a time that's celebratory. When there's all this, uh, you know, doing things, uh, doing things the COVID way, lingering, and uh, and, and this, uh, you know, tons of cases spreading, then uh, and everything's like a fucking like. Uh, 
you know, um, all these mandates about this and that. You can't have a good time in that, and I can't have a good time in that. And, uh, you know, until things um, get sorted out in a uh, more reasonable uh, way, then... Uh, then I'm cool. I'm comfortable at least with spending this year. I mean, you know, I, I, I give this to the, you know, to the families who, uh, you know, who knows if this will be their last Christmas together because, uh, uh, another family member is, uh, it, uh, you know, it, is getting older or something like that. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of who I take one on the chin for this last, uh, this last couple of years because you know i i and uh, a lot of people asking me do i have uh, do i have a grandparent uh, grandparents which like and that's why i'm kind of so uh so pro vaccine and pro people getting vaccinated and no i don't i uh, all of my grandparents have passed away all of uh, all of the grandparents that i have ever known have uh, ha- have passed away but i could imagine uh you know, if somebody, if I did have one of them alive, I would want to do everything possible to 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 keep them alive. Um, and we're gonna get into that later, so I don't want to uh, I don't want to uh, the reverse of bury the lead, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, we uh, we'll we'll get into that um, we'll we'll get into that all much later. Um, we just had the uh, conclusion, um, and um, by the way, this podcast is not officially uh, brought to you by Lowenbrow German uh, Premium Beer, uh, because if they, they're just not, the podcast isn't brought to you by them. But, that does not stop me from enjoying them, nonetheless. Ugh! Oh wow, that is pretty good, actually. Um, once again, Americans, uh, you you do not know anything about uh, what good beer tastes like. Uh, you know, it's cute. You know, you have your fucking Miller lights and shit, and Bud lights and fucking oh hey, the mountains turn blue. But uh, you don't know anything about good beer. Okay, all right. Uh, thank you, and. Uh, uh, so, um, what happened to me, I gotta go over this story, uh, w- really have to go over the story, so, um, I had a situation, uh, happened to me, uh, where, um, so, I was, um, at a crosswalk, and, uh, I was crossing, uh, the street, uh, after the, um, the light turned uh, for me uh, in order to walk across. Like the crossing man said, "Okay, walk, motherfucker," and I was just like, "I start going right." And so there's a car, and he's just like, uh, he's just not slowing down. And so I ended up walking all the way over to the driver's side of the car before he. Uh, before his hood uh, made contact with with me, and I barreled over uh, his windshield and got tossed to the fucking side of the road. Yes, no word of a lie. Uh, this is what happened. The crossing man had been uh, uh, had been lit for 
at least five seconds and i'm saying that to be uh to give the benefit of the doubt like to give even the shred of benefit like the crossing man was told me to cross for at least five seconds i even let a car who was like you know going through while the light change go through and then i'm walking and then like i said i had enough time to be on the driver's side while the car was turning right okay so i had all the time to walk over to the driver's side of the car he's just not stopping and he barreled through me okay so i get chucked to the side of the uh fucking road right and uh like uh i looked and i got them license plate uh so i at first so at first i got up right and I was like, I've broken bones before, and uh, I was very surprised that all my limbs came with me. Uh, I like if uh, it was on a busy uh, intersection, so I do not think that. So like, it definitely looked worse than uh, it ended up being. Like I got chucked to the fucking side of the road, and uh, like I said, I mean, I've broken bones before. I would not have been surprised if. you know my arm was like dangling (laughs) or or one of my legs was fucking not um coming with me as i as i moved to get up um and uh and yeah so uh i got the um so thankfully there was no cars trailing him because i was on the you know i couldn't get up right away i got i got you know splattered uh i got splattered on the ground like some sort of fucking like human uh fucking pancake (laughs) and thankfully uh there were no uh there were no there were no there was no cars uh trailing him then i would have had to rely on one of them to uh make sure they stopped and you know weren't busy fucking uh updating their uh their uh their social media status <laughs> to uh to see me and then i would have got really fucking plowed uh they they're uh so yeah i uh, got the license plate down i called 911 and uh and uh gangster that i am went to work uh that that day and worked through a whole shift and uh we did pretty good that day for uh there was a couple people that called in sick and like you know those are the type of things where you know you you get hit by a car and go into work and you still and, and two people call in sick and you still have like a good output you still have a good uh volume base output those uh those are the things that really uh you know go a long way <laughs> at least i hope uh at least i at least i hope uh at this place uh, uh they notice um they notice things like that and uh this is all part of um i think like besides uh, okay who knows like a lot of people are saying um okay maybe that guy didn't see you okay fucking they saw me unless they were severely drunk or something because they sped off after uh so they like in they like they see my fucking you know 170 pound ass fucking flying in their driver's side like 
if they didn't see me, uh, they w- like they shouldn't be driving. So they definitely saw me. Uh, they definitely ran right through me. They were hoping I wouldn't get their license plate. I did. Uh, I'm really hoping this motherfucker gets arrested because uh, they uh, like I'm thinking they just did not give a shit. Ran right through me. Fled the scene. Fucking. Um, and I'm glad I'm okay. Uh, there are. Uh, a million different ways that that uh, situation could have ended, which, uh, you know, ha- have me in a situation that is far from okay or, n- or not okay or varying degrees of uh, not okay. Uh, I'm just thankful that uh, it, that didn't happen to be uh, one of them. And uh, the reason that I think is just because, like, you know, I thought it was one of those things where, like, you know, I'm just like, uh, you know, it's my walking signal. I'm going to walk. And that I, and you can't uh, – you, you have to put your foot down at a certain point. You just can't let every fucking uh, – every car, uh, you know, five cars go past you and then all of a sudden you're not going to make it across on time. It's my fucking – it's my walking lane. I'm going to walk and you have the – and you have to stop for me. That's not my problem. Just like if uh, – if I take the risk, and if it's a, uh, and if this say, and if they say it's not my stopping lane, and a car fucking barrels through me, that's on me, you know. And it's their, and it's their green light, and I walk across, and I get fucking, uh, and I get fucking smacked. That's on me for fucking walking out in the middle of a fucking road when, uh, when it said uh, when it wasn't my walk. And that's the fucking, and like, I, I think it was just one of those situations where, uh, where he, where he was just like, he should have let, he should have let me go, even though, uh, even though uh, it was my turn to, uh, it was my turn to walk. He's like, he should just let me go. I was like, ah, I'm just going to go. And then fucking ran right through, ran right through me, fucking tossed me on the side of the road. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, thanks for, uh, helping me look gangster uh at work for going in after i get fucking tossed and having to make a police report that somebody hit me with the car um before i went into work but like you know this i think this all stems from like there's another issue in the city where it's like drivers always uh disobey the point of no return uh and it's very simple it's like when uh like to me you're if you're driving you're an idiot if you get caught in the middle of a crosswalk that's a place you should never be be or you know get caught in the uh, in the middle of an intersection like or at it at any point get caught at anywhere in the intersection because that's just you're not obeying the point of no return once you go then that's it you like you're you the the only place you don't want to end up being while you're driving is stopped in the middle of a fucking intersection that's like a goal of like that there's no way you can be in the right if you are in the middle of a crosswalk or uh or in the or in the middle or on on one side or another inside of the intersection there's zero probability that you are the that uh, unless there's an extreme situation where you know your vehicle gets chucked to the, like there there's no 
reasonable reason that you are in the, it's like always these people who um who uh they uh keep going even though there's no open lane where like all the lanes are blocked because there's a red light ahead and they're just gonna keep going and plugging up the intersection no motherfucker you are not supposed to go until the lane is open so that you know you can fucking get in the get in the lane the lane isn't open until it's until you see the fucking cars move ahead of you being fucking uh 25 percent into the uh intersection is being fucking in the intersection right the and that's something you should strive not to be you should strive not to be in the middle of crosswalks if you who are the people who look like idiots it's the people who are in the fucking middle of crosswalks, okay? You look like an idiot. You miscalculated. You were wrong. <laughs> and that is your fault. Uh, there's no way you can uh, you can cut it. Like, oh yeah, I was just uh, the reasonable driver, but I happened to be caught in uh, the middle of a fucking crosswalk. Uh, that's called the point of no return, as my friend alluded while I was driving her one time to uh, <laughs> to uh, ca- to uh, campgrounds. I was like, she kept saying it's a point of no return. I'm just like, what? And like, what? What? What are you saying? It's like, oh yeah, th- that just means like we just passed the barrier where you can go back on your decision to <laughs> to <laughs> to go <laughs> to go uh, through to go through the light. It's like. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. I mean, at a certain point, you fucking, uh, you know, you kind of really, uh, really hit that uh, invisible barrier where it's just like, yeah, now all of a sudden uh, there's no going back. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, and but I mean, you know, uh, got to keep your head on a swivel here uh, while uh, while you're uh, in Toronto. I mean, there, the, like, I mean, there are some of the worst drivers uh in the world here in fucking toronto like you think about it these guys just came back from fucking like uh places where there are no uh driving laws (laughs) whatsoever and then you come to canada where there are too many driving laws and uh you know something's gotta give (laughs) so yeah you always have to uh keep your head on a swivel which is why I, it, it was surprising. It's like, he's like, ah, yeah, I'm still going to run you over because, you know, I know I should have stopped, but I really have to get to where I'm fucking going. Like, it seemed like one of those things. Uh, yeah, Toronto, we're worst drivers in the world. I would contest it with probably anywhere. Like, uh, uh, when I'm, like, driving um, back from... Um, you know, from the sticks when I'm going uh, uh, back home to to uh, visit uh, visit my family or friends. Or, you know, when I'm driving back from the sticks, uh, it's, n- it's noticeably different. Um, a noticeably uh, different style of driving that you have to undertake. Um, very noticeably. Di- it's like it goes from like having to obey every minute detail of every single traffic law that has ever been born into existence to if you survive congratulations <laughs> so you know it's it's tough to flip yourself from uh 
uh, such extremes. Uh, you know what? I'm just glad that uh, I don't have um, the hiccups right now because uh, that's how that's what I woke up with, and I had fucking uh, hiccups for about uh, two hours, um, two hours straight until I finally um, until I finally. Uh, stopped uh and i just randomly decided to uh go out and uh take a toke and uh all of a sudden uh my hiccups seemed to go away so you know uh is there anything we can't do uh at this point <laughs> you know i'm not ruling anything out um but yeah so uh you know that was one thing uh took a couple uh pipe tokes and uh got my shit back together you know so uh so thankfully uh that worked out and uh because you know how annoying it would be me like fucking uh (laughs) every every 10 seconds you know i i might actually feel bad enough to uh have to edit that for you (laughs) for you instead of letting this go all the all the way through um but you know that's okay uh you would have gotten over it uh (laughs) just as well as i would just as well as uh as i would have um yeah so that was uh that was my morning this morning uh other than than not having a not having a very eventful uh new year's you know that was it So last night, um, last night, uh, exactly what you thought would happen in the two college football games between uh, Cincinnati and Alabama and Michigan and Georgia happened. Um, a SEC sweep, mind, <laughs> mind you. So, um, you know, uh, a little. A little disappointing. Like if either Michigan or Cincy would have pulled, uh, would have pulled through, and I definitely thought Michigan uh, had a better chance than Cincy at uh, at at pulling through. That uh, it would have been good for the college football landscape. But I mean, it's still good that they uh, that they have got there. That uh, uh, Cincinnati uh, non power five uh, non power five school has uh has got there is great and they didn't make a total uh they didn't make a total fool of themselves i felt they deserved to be there at least uh you know they didn't let the score run up too high they were in the game it was just their uh their lack of ability to get touchdowns which really let them down i thought their defense played a uh played a uh played a good game uh if anything, I felt like uh, the play calling was a little bit um, was a little bit. Um, it felt like they were the underdog with uh, with, with the play calling, um, especially the first drive. There were so many uh, there's so many runs. Uh, you know, you have to capitalize when you have uh, when you have the opportunities. And on defense, the first drive for Alabama, like uh, they were just letting them have the run, and uh, and they and Saban was Saban uh, 
that was a masterful uh, first drive that uh, that Saban conducted, uh, and the pass to the tight end to to finish it off after he was just like just shit pumping them. Uh, fucking on the uh, with the run game uh, for like uh, you know and that's what they had to do Cincinnati had to um, had to stack the box they had to get that stop they because they were getting the ball back uh, uh, to start to start the half and uh, they did not respond in a uh, but I felt like uh, you know I felt like they deserved to be there I don't know who else I would have uh, I would have rather had behind, beside Cincy, and uh, you know, hopefully their program uh, continues to do well. Um, so, with the um, with the uh, conference realignment uh, situation, um, it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out in a couple years because um, the. Uh, so the SEC is the dominant powerhouse conference. Uh, it would have been interesting to see if they got uh, if they got taken out this year. They clearly didn't because it's SEC versus SEC in the final. Now I almost think Michigan should have been the number one seed, but you can't really argue if you give it to Bama because uh, the game that uh, the Wolverines had against MSU, uh, you know, I think that was. Uh, um, that was a bad loss, and then Alabama has a talent plus Nick Saban. I, I can't. Okay, you know, I would have had Michigan number one. After that, I would have had uh, Hutchinson as the Heisman. Um, that would have been mine. But I mean, I can't really argue with uh, Bryce Young. I can't really argue with uh, with uh, Alabama as a number one. Clearly, as they have proven time and time again and it's more of the legacy of uh uh of them and uh you know uh kudos to michigan for even making it a conversation um and i'm interested to see what the program is going to do in the next couple years um i have been um i've been really down on the program and down on harbaugh and uh, uh, but even though uh, that's been the case, they have still produced good NFL talent, and I don't think that that, that can be overlooked. And so, like, while uh, they're great at developing NFL talent, uh, y- you know, that will always ensure that Michigan uh, will be uh, a top conference in a blue chip. Uh, conference i just always wonder if they're gonna um gonna be able to uh take it over the edge and take it over the top and uh if they have the uh if they will ever have the right tools to be able to do that and uh you know i don't care (laughs) personally i you know as a football fan like uh um so a lot of my friends like i grew up in uh in uh uh near detroit i grew up in the windsor area so i grew up uh with a lot of michigan fans in my life and i'm definitely not such a uh such a go blue guy where uh i'm willing to you know hate ohio state uh even when they're better just because i like michigan um that's not the case i'm not such a so what i'm hoping for as a football fan is to like just have you know what I think the ideal situation would be is to have two major conferences. 
and then everything else is kind of just like a div two or something like you have the sec and you have the american or whatever the uh Whatever the amalgamation of the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC will be. Whatever that, uh, I thought it was an All-American Conference, or I forget what they were going to call themselves. But uh, they did have a deal between the, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC. Now, and what I hope the uh, SEC does is that it integrates a Big 12. Because I fucking love Big 12 football. Like, I think Big 12 is a legit Power 5 conference. And, uh, you know, it. I, I really don't... I, I really think, like, for them to get kicked to the curb for, like, the... Uh, for the Oklahoma States. Um, and for the Texas Techs of the world to just straight up get, like, is unfair to them. Because just because the two top uh, and Texas, let's be honest, is like maybe they're the fifth best um, Big Twelve team of the last like uh, you, uh, of the last twenty years. Like let's exclude fucking uh, uh, Vin, excluding what Vince Young did. Uh, what you know? How has Texas fucking ever been relevant? You know, there have been way, uh, there have been like TCU has te- fucking Texas Christian University has been more relevant than the Longhorns. And yes, this is a horns down podcast. Uh, this is a horns down podcast. So, uh, yeah, not a fucking fan of, uh, the move or them, um, uh, them, uh, uh, fucking switching over and, Tell me, tell me it wasn't because fucking, uh, tell me it wasn't because the fucking super high powered fucking offenses in, uh, in the big 12 and looking bad against your Texas techs. Like, come on, come on, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, what are you doing? You'd, you, 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 it's like you would rather be a fucking peasant in the, in the SEC than be king of the fucking big 12. Come on, come on. Now the fucking uh, now Big Twelve has to get integrated here. That is the one missing piece, and the SEC should. In- so what the best uh, way I would be able to uh, you know navigate this uh, upcoming disaster is that the uh, the Big Twelve has to merge with the fucking SEC. Uh, then the fucking the. Um, uh, and they can get whatever independence they want to, even though I think Notre Dame is going to uh, technically be part of the ACC. So they're going to go with the Big the the uh, Big Ten um, realignment conference. So there's going to be two major conferences. There's going to be the uh, re- the realignment conference, the American conference, let's call it, and then there's going to be the SEC. Okay, and the SEC has been the dominant force, but the Big Ten, they have the USC's, they have the Oregon's, they have the, they have all these blue bloods, these blue chip programs that uh, get good recruiting, they have the uh, power to pop off, but the, the only reason the SEC is, um, is the SEC right now is because of Alabama, that's it, okay, what the fuck happens when Nick Saban retires? He's fucking 70 years old, man. What happens when Nick Saban... Where is fucking this uh, SEC... Okay. You need to accept what's going on here. You need to accept what's going on here. And that there's going to be two major conferences. 
there's going to be two major conferences and another division. And you have to accept that. So you have to take on the uh, the risks the risk of having the Big 12. Otherwise, you're just not going to have enough talent there. And you're not going to have enough competition there. And while you can get pissed at the uh, Big 10 and ACC and Pac-12 for making this, uh, this agreement, I mean, you did overstep your boundaries by having... And inevitably, this is what had to come. We're going to see an expansion of the playoffs. We are going to see uh, conference realignment. And we're going to see it be into a three-tier system. There's going to be a... Uh, Division one, division two, and division three. And division one and division two will be considered as that's like your pack. That's like your uh, power five right now. It's going to be a power two. It's going to be a power two uh, conferences, and it's going to be three conferences. Uh, all that matters is that is a power two conferences uh, and a fucking division, a uh, division two, and there there will be a division three in uh, HSBCUs or. HBCUs, uh, historical black colleges and universities. There will be fucking, um, there'll be an underlying division. Uh, but in order to get to the playoffs, you will probably have to be either, uh, it'll be essentially five, uh, conferences now. There will be, uh, there will be the main two. The realignment conference with the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC. There will be the SEC and the Big 12, which uh, hopefully the uh, the SEC is uh, smart enough to align themselves with the Big 12 to have an, to have more major schools uh, inside of inside of their bubble to have at least enough to be able to like. Cause say if fucking um, say uh, a you know I don't. <laughs> I don't think you would be like you would be able to deny Michigan of the number one spot if, say, they were playing. If say that the roadmap to get to uh, to get to twelve and one was like uh, through um, fucking uh, Clemson and FSU and Notre Dame and uh, Nebraska and USC and fucking UCLA. If their road to get to the fucking to get to. Uh, to get to 12 and one was through that sort of schedule and not just, uh, and not just like, um, you know, uh, Illinois or, uh, Kansas or fucking, uh, Rutgers, then all of a sudden, uh, you're looking, uh, a lot better, um, in the eyes of recruits. Um, so we did get exactly, you know, what, uh, you know, people who are hoping for a little bit of a shakeup. Um, but, I mean, I just think the fact that uh, Michigan has made these progressions and the fact that it's not Ohio State that we're talking about uh, in uh, in the Final Four, I mean, that is, uh, you know, that's, that's something to build off of. And um, and even though... Um, even though, even though Michigan has been um, coming up short uh, the last little while, that's something that uh, that I don't hate, and that I think that we can build off of, and I think we can. Um, I, I I think there's there's a moving forward. Um, I don't know exactly when um, when it becomes official that um, Oklahoma becomes. I think that was that twenty twenty four. Is that 2024? Anyways, we're gonna 
we're going to be talking about this lots uh, in the future. Um, conference realignment. Um, it's very interesting. I think this is a year where there's no clear, uh, you know, there's no uh, clear um, offensive prospects where you just like, there's just like, wow, these are the cream of the crop. Um, I think this is like a lot more of a level, um, a level uh, playing field this year where like, I don't think there's any real, there's no real quarterback that like stands out to me that is just like, uh, I have to have, I have to have him. Um, here, let, let me tell you my fantasy team right now. So, um, so I did a sell-off where I sold off some big, big level uh, assets in order to get draft picks uh, for the future. And uh, uh, so one of those big level assets was Julio Jones. Another one was Aaron Jones. And uh, that's basically it. Like uh, um, it wasn't too, too much. And so what right now here, uh, here's how my fantasy team is looking. So I have a quarterbacks, and it's a two QB league of Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Jordan Love, Mason Rudolph, and Teddy Bridgewater. Now Teddy Bridgewater started most of the year for me, but I'm not expecting that going forward. Now Zach Wilson has really, has really looked incredible. Uh, like that run last, like I said, I said it's. It's funny that his last name is Wilson because he reminds me of fucking Russell Wilson, man. And that those running plays that I seen, uh, that I seen uh, last game where he scampered uh, uh, fifty yards, man, he is fucking fast, yo. Um, so I gave up. So I, I so as you can see, I have Trevor Lawrence. So. Uh, when I sold all my draft picks, I tanked out in the season, and then I I, I got two draft picks for the tw- I have th- I had three draft picks, uh, two draft picks total for the twenty uh, twenty two draft. I traded those for Trevor Lawrence because like I kind of seen the writing that was on the wall, where I kind of seen that uh, that twenty twenty two was not going to be like a these are some must have guys that like because. Zach Wilson, I ended up getting. Uh, I had three picks that round. I had the, uh, I had the first, I had the fourth, and I had the eighth. And so with the first, I went Trevor Lawrence. With the, I almost considered going Najee Harris, but I mean, I didn't know that Zach Wilson would have been available to me. So I went Trevor Lawrence. Then uh, the fourth pick, I reached on Javante Williams, which. Man, Javante Williams looks fucking badass. <laughs> he looks badass. Like, I mean, if he was getting like the workload, like if he was like uh, getting a workhorse workload, could you imagine the numbers he would he would be putting up? Like, this is him on like fucking like thirty three percent. This is him on like thirty three percent, and he's still putting up fuck. And he's like still the sixteenth overall running back. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, so I traded. Uh, uh, so I traded for the two draft picks uh, for Trevor Lawrence. I got uh, uh, Javante with my with my fourth pick, and then with my uh, eighth pick, then I picked up uh, I picked up Zach Wilson. And uh, man, Zach, like 
I would definitely rather have the quarterbacks out of this draft. Like even Trevor, like I think Trevor Lawrence, like if you put him against these quarterbacks against whoever uh, for the, like he would still go number one. And same thing with Zach Wilson too. Like Zach Wilson uh, would be number one on a normal year. And uh, the last couple games that really showed that. And I think Trevor Lawrence is just a, uh, a victim of his situation and a victim of uh, of his circumstance. And honestly, I feel like it's a bit of a combination of that in him. You know, he's not going to give his all in a situation where he's going to look bad either way, which is a smart move. You want to, uh, you, you, you know, um, you want to get that good draft pick. Um, granted, I don't know who's going to be the top wide receiver. They need wide receiver help. They need defensive help. They need offensive line help. They need lots of help. Uh, <laughs> so I don't think they can really go wrong. Um, if there's a, an apparent offensive weapon, which I would probably hold off. Like, uh, if they can get, like, uh, if they can uh, really shore up their fundamentals, because uh, they have shown a uh, good defense and, uh, you know, kind of take what's given to them from, because they got decent, um, uh, decent um, tools to work with. They just, uh, they're just never in games because they're, de- so they can, uh, they can go uh, BPA, and uh, hopefully it's not too much for Trevor to overcome. But I think Trevor has all the right tools in the toolbox. I think he it's a combination of him uh, taking it easy, knowing uh, you know, knowing he doesn't have the uh, the guys to be able to complete the plays because he has the most drops downfield of any other uh, of any other quarterback. And on top of that, Robinson's been out for so many games, and uh, fucking ETN hasn't been around. Like, pretty much everything that went wrong for him could have gone wrong. So for him to, like, not be... um, For him to kind of play his cards closer to the vest uh, for this past year is at least understandable uh, in my eyes. Okay, so, yeah... uh, so quarterbacks. So my quarterbacks: Joe Burrow, Joe M. Effin Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Jordan Love, Mason Rudolph, Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, those are my quarterbacks. My running backs: Javante Williams, as we mentioned before, David Montgomery. Uh, I have DeAndre Swift, uh, Detroit. Um, my running backs are a bit lacking. So after that, the depth kind of falls off. I got. Um, Donta Foreman uh, from Tennessee. I got um, J.D. McKissick. I got Drake. I got uh, Trey Sermon, uh, Joshua Kelly. So my running backs are the, the position for me that's definitely lacking the most. Now my wide receivers, on the other hand, and uh, can you even call him a wide receiver? Or is he fucking running back too? Uh, Debo motherfucking Samuel. Uh, A.J. Brown. Mike Williams. Robbie Anderson. Braxton Berrios, uh, AJ Brown, or as I mentioned, AJ Brown, DJ Chark, I got on IR also, and Deshaun Jackson. So, uh, I got, man, my fantasy team is young money, man. <laughs> we are young money. And so I went from being like, uh, from having zero wins, like I was tanking. That was like when I sold, uh, when I sold Aaron Jones and Julio to having a nice young up and coming 
team. And even if I had to move a few pieces, like, man, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, fucking uh, Javante, David Montgomery, Joe Burrow. Like, I mean, if I have to make some moves, I can make some moves. So I went from two years ago uh, being uh, having one win or two wins to right now uh, I'm eight and six. And I made I just made it by the squeak of my chin uh, into the playoffs. So, uh, you know, not too bad, not too bad. I'm, uh, I'm developing reasonably well, reasonably well, uh, I would say so, but I did give up those draft picks in order to, uh, in order to draft, uh, in order to draft Trevor Lawrence. So, um, now we're almost at an hour right now. Holy shit. Time flies by when you're having fun. Um, well, I'm gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna come back, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna finish by giving off some uh, crypto tips. So uh, stay tuned, everybody. Give me one moment. All right, and we're back. Uh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, it, nature calls, and the Lowenbrow was uh, was uh, streaming through uh, my system <laughs> after after about uh, after about the sixth one um so uh what are we on to right now okay all right okay all right that's right okay uh (laughs) let's talk crypto let's uh tales from the crypto <laughs> you remember that sh- i know you fucking remember that show uh yeah back when uh tv actually uh when when you used to actually look forward uh to watching uh to watching television you know watch a little fucking uh watch a little mad tv you know watch a little fucking uh Stuart or some fucking miss swan hello hello <laughs> <laughs> or, or man that was when fucking tv was in its glory days for real and then fucking check out some uh twilight zone or some fucking tales of the crypt tales of crypt after fuck yeah man that was uh that was um the good old days so this segment uh tales fr- tales from the crypto uh all right Let's go because um, you know uh, I always like to update you guys on uh, what's going on with me in crypto. Uh, this is not a podcast where I'm gonna be like uh, crypto every day and you know here here's a shit coin for you to buy and fucking whatnot. Uh, we'll update every now and then and we'll update as uh, as we need to and um, by and large uh, my positions since. Uh, that I gave you since the beginning of the year, by and large, have not changed. Um, now I've uh, I've increased uh, I've reduced I've re- I, I I've reduced my uh, leverage on uh, on one asset, and uh, I've uh, I've kind of uh, I've kind of dispersed, and uh, I. I, I I've separated my leverage into uh, into other assets, right? Where it's not just uh, it, it's not just one that's the bulk of uh, my portfolio. Where <clears throat> I have a few other things in case uh, 
uh, you know, in case worst case scenario happens. And uh, so there was a, so everything's pretty much the same. If you followed uh, from past episodes, um, still a uh, majority of my leverage is on XRP. Uh, the second most is on HBAR. And uh, the third most is on SafeMoon. And, uh, but uh i did mention before that i i believe i mentioned before that uh i was buying a little bit of xdc to uh uh to kind of um reduce my leverage so like whereas before i would say 75 percent of my portfolio was uh in uh xrp exclusively um right now i'm probably at about uh 60 percent and uh, 40% is uh, tossed around between uh, the following cryptos, uh, HBAR, uh, Hedera Hashgraph, uh, SafeMoon, uh, and uh, XDC. And now I kind of have sprinkled another 5% play in, another 5 to 10% play in, which is, uh, you know, uh, PropDex, uh, which, which has made my... Um, my bottom half of my portfolio besides xrp which turned it into 60 40 because i would say before it was probably at a uh, two two thirds xrp one third uh uh h bar and others so uh right now i just uh uh i just recently and this is um a bit of a gamble play if you want to call it that but uh it was too good of a deal for me to turn on and uh, turn down. Uh, excuse me, um, and uh, this was one that I had my eye on for uh, for um, a little less than a month now. I had a, I had my eye on this for three weeks, and it just reached levels that were just um, that just I had to uh, it. If I liked the project and I didn't buy at these levels, I mean then I don't really like, I didn't really like the project to begin with, or I found, I found like, so found some sort of flaws in it where it was just so dirt cheap that if I didn't buy it, then I had to question my own, uh, my own authenticity as a human being on this planet. So I'm just like, ah, can't be doing that. And, uh, I ended up buying about, um, uh, close to a thousand dollars, uh, uh, Canadian of uh, of this crypto. Well, it's like uh, uh, three quarters, three quarters of a thousand, three quarters of a thousand dollars onto onto this crypto. Um, and so uh, that crypto, I don't, I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, DAOs before, um, decentral autonomous organizations, uh, and. Um, so if you um, if you if you uh, go over the words decentralized autonomous organization, it is exactly that. Where um, a DAO has the unique properties of like being exclusive, like where uh, I as a J, as a holder of uh, of the of this um, uh, DAO uh, uh, crypto, I have the ability to vote on what it does as a crypto. And I have the, and so, and it doesn't matter that somebody has more, uh, 
uh, more um, of that crypto than me. Uh, still, it's one vote. Uh, so the so it doesn't matter about who owns the majority of it. It matters on what the majority uh, wants to do. And that's a DAO. That's a decentralized autonomous organization. They decide the so they decide what what's best for it. Um, and so the DAO that I am invested in uh, is Jade Protocol, uh, and it was just so dirt cheap that I like. I mean, I didn't know much about the company. Uh, the company's been around um, only since November. But um, it was up as high as I think um, it was over a thousand dollars Canadian um, uh, at its peak. Um, here, let me pull it up. Uh, let me pull up exactly what the all-time high was, because I have the habit of um, thinking uh, the Canadian prices are being a little. I have the habit of being a little ahead of my time uh, because the Canadian prices are um, are different from uh the american prices right so uh wow i just said the american prices right uh so but the the uh canadian prices like are a little bit ahead of themselves because the uh because it's 25 percent more for a loony than it is for a toonie okay uh that's fucking all i meant to say god damn it okay so uh so this all the all-time high that they have had uh before was let me see one thousand uh one hundred and eight dollars and sixty six cents so let's for shits and giggles put that into uh american dollars so one thousand one hundred and eight sixty six so whoa i didn't put a decimal in there i did not put a decimal in there all right so that's eight hundred seventy seven dollars uh american uh, was their all-time high, and uh, since they got created in uh, November, they only have um, a $1.3 million uh, available supply with a total supply of $2.0 million. So that's the most that can ever uh, become in existence is $2.0 million. So, um, so I bought it. Uh, I bought it at... Uh, I bought it at um, thirty three dollars uh, because it was something I, I, like I was considering buying this at a hundred. Like, <laughs> it, like, and um, so the thing that they are with the Dow is that um, so it's like exactly like you would uh, you would run something. It's like uh, like what is the fairest way to run something, and that's how they run it. So they recently had a, uh, a, a million dollar giveaway where they just asked the communities like, what's the best way to give out this million dollars? And uh, they did so by uh, splitting it like uh, uh, thirty three ways. So. Um, here, let me just uh, pull up the calculator and fucking make sure my math. Uh, one, dun, 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 one, one million divided by thirty-three. Yes. So yeah, they uh, divided a million thirty-three times. So they uh, gave out thirty thousand dollars thirty-three times to uh, to thirty-three random people using a random number generator. On like it's exactly how you would do something the fucking fair way, <laughs> like the fair way, right? So <laughs> I'm uh I'm attracted to uh, those sort of uh, 
those sort of um, organizations because that is like kind of like the future of voting. That's a future of bylaws. That's like the future. That that is kind of how I see things uh, playing out. Like a DAO is like the most. Um, because right now you vote for a, a douche or a turd, and uh, you gotta hope that that douche or said douche or said turd uh, doesn't, uh, you know, backtrack on what on what they're doing. But a DAO is a way to uh, uh, make things so that they are more fair, so that each vote does count ex- exactly uh, right. So. Um, even Ohm, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of, uh, buying even a sub $400 Ohm is fucking crazy. But the thing is with, uh, that, and, um, one of my, uh, one of my close friends, uh, close crypto friends was telling me that this is a rug pull and to get my money out because it went down to, uh, like $22 Canadian, which is like eight, like 18 bucks or like fucking 16 or 17 bucks us and i said no i'm just like uh you know he said get your money out a lot of people were saying that this was a rug pull um and you see this is where i get my uh my uh uh mad logical kyle um where i let him out of the cage uh right now because you can't just go around saying uh, saying rug pull just because you lost, uh, just because you bought something at a peak value instead of buying something at a lower value. So the uh, he like tons of people were saying this, like over five people on the internet were saying this was a rug pull. This uh was not squid games this was not squid coin this was not fucking me uh this was not fucking potato coin this is not fucking uh a new fucking nutsack coin okay this is not a fucking this is not a meme coin why would you go out of your way to making a coin a dow to trick people to fucking rug pull them so i knew i knew once i started hearing the word rug pull that i might have something that's really good <laughs> because if you think about it uh jade protocol has one fifth of the circulating supply of ohm ohm at its very bare at its very base fucking level as bottoming fucking is bottoming out at like three hundred dollars okay so uh the way that DAOs work is that when like uh, when things are um, when the price is low, you get more for staking. So the APY and uh, the amount that you're getting on your on your yield for staking, which uh, I think uh, I found out a way to stake. Uh, I just bought my Jade protocol recently, and uh, I'm pretty sure I have a way to stake. I just Right now, I do not have the BNB in my account in order to uh, transfer it to uh, to the staking uh, to the staking Jade because there's a Jade and there's S Jade and you have to transfer it to S Jade to be able to stake it. And now, so the thing about uh, DAOs is that when you're staking it and it's a low price and nobody wants it, that's when you're getting the most return and that's when you're getting the most return on your yield. It's like 
It's like almost as though uh, DAOs are like cyclical and like uh, a lot of it depends on the market, granted, like and if Bitcoin was having a stronger market and if if just cryptocurrency is valued higher because Bitcoin and Ethereum were having a stronger market, then uh, by virtue of uh, that stronger market, then obviously the... uh, jade protocol and these other pro uh, and these other DAOs are going to be worth more but the market is slipping and the DAOs are slipping but that's that's part of the cycle and that uh, uh so to say that is a rug pull and that this is like a squid coin that this is squid game coin or some fucking like whack shit like that is completely uh unbased in any fucking uh sense of reality whatsoever and when I seen these prices for Jade at uh, at such dirt cheap prices that uh, I couldn't, uh, I could not resist. So if you guys are looking to get into uh, a cheap uh, DAO, which you won't have to spend hundred, but even if you like, you know, even if you spent a thousand dollars or um, two thousand dollars and got five ohm. That's not the worst thing in the world because, the like I told you, uh, when when you're staking and you have your money locked, then uh, you're gonna uh, you're gonna reap the benefits and uh, the APY is huge. So like if you're sitting there with like uh, at the end of 2023 with fucking uh, you know with like uh, 28 or like 30 ohm from your five. Uh, because, because you, you staked all the way through and that got compounding interest. It's like, um, so I have studied, uh, game theory from, uh, Yale university, uh, online. And so the, um, how, um, how DAOs work is that if you do not sell and you keep staking that you're going to reap the most rewards and that you keep comp if you so uh so the the so there's like good um variables and bad variables and the good variables are not selling or not taking out your money from staking and as long as you hold those uh as long as you hold those and, and you hold those and you're good and uh you will get massive apy returns as long as you're willing to wait like uh, a year and go through the ebbs and flows and the ups and downs uh of that coin so i just think uh, jade has super high potential um if i had like you know ten thousand dollars kicking around i probably would invest in uh ohms and uh and stake that but i think jade was just too uh too dirt cheap for me to um to be able to uh say no to um and i wanted to tell you guys about a couple other uh cryptocurrencies that uh or a couple other crypto related projects that uh i've been into uh recently now uh i know um you guys probably use a browser a uh, web browser uh to be able to search for websites and the websites that you go to okay so you probably use google chrome or uh if you don't give your head a shake if you don't uh what's wrong with you uh if you if if you okay so the um 
So if you don't, then fine. But I found this new browser, uh, which actually is going to pay me uh, crypto to uh, only view their advertisements. And you can select which advertisement or how much advertisements you want uh, per uh per month or per um uh per session browsing and uh it's called uh, brave browser so if you have the chance then uh I, I recommend uh downloading it because i honestly some things i do use uh google chrome for and it has my passwords and shit saved for and uh and sometimes i want to use the extensions in google chrome but all things being fair and all things being equal, I would rather get paid to uh, to watch advertising. And now uh, Brave has uh, ad blockers uh, built into the uh, software so that uh, right now as we speak, so I'm planning on getting a payout uh, to my Uphold account on uh, January 5th, 2022. So... Uh, I was checking after a couple of days and it was like 25 cents. So I'm interested to see what my, uh, how much, uh, BAT, how much basic, uh, cause that's what they pay in, uh, uh, basic attention token, which is not a bad token. It's a, it's a well-performing top 100, uh, token. So they pay out in basic attention token, uh, at the fifth of the month. So I'm interested to see what my payment, uh, will be. But so far after having using brave, um, I have, um, so it says it has 13,654 trackers and ads blocked and uh, 67.2 megabytes of bandwidth saved. And it has saved me 12 minutes of actual time. So um, so it's not bad. Like I'm probably going to get paid like uh, this plus my um, plus my uh, phone browsing. Um, I'll my guesstimates is that i'm probably gonna get about 10 maybe 7 to 10 uh brave tokens um i'm guessing uh we'll see uh which is i mean it's a lot better than what fucking google chrome is paying <laughs> is paying you and sometimes i need the extensions for google chrome but i mean it's not a uh you know it's not a uh it's it's not well oh yeah i need i need to use google chrome no uh and if something is functionally similar uh to google chrome but is paying me in crypto to uh to use it i'm gonna fucking use it um and you should too so uh take that into consideration downloading uh brave browser and turning on uh connecting your uphold wallet and uh turning on uh high um high level of uh ads and um actually that is how i found uh jade protocol was uh through that they were one of the uh they were one of the uh they were one of the advertisements on uh on brave browser um, so that's initially how I found out about Jade Protocol, and I, I read their white paper, and I seen their uh, mission statement, and I'm just like, damn, you know, that's kind of how I would uh, do something. That's how kind of, like, you know, those are kind of like the tools I, I would use, and maybe it's a shot in the dark, but, uh, you know, I'll buy a few of these. And so, you know, I bought like 20 fucking Jade, so... 
We'll see where it goes. Uh, right now, I or right now we seem to, even though there was the f- there was the fear of uh, this is the reverse of FOMO, the fear of uh, the fear of selling out. <laughs> um the there was the that initial phase and i I actually regret not buying um not buying more jade at fucking 22 dollars for just like a hundred or two hundred dollars i was like thinking if it like kind of got down to 15 or 10 dollar ranges i would have had to buy some just to like but i mean the one guy was warning me he's like saying say all these guys are saying it's rug pulls all these guys are saying it's rug pulls i'm just like eh if it gets down lower, I'll buy more. <laughs> and uh, that's how you got to be. I mean, you have to have the courage in uh, your convictions. Otherwise, why the fuck am I investing in it? I'm not here to uh, shill you guys uh, fucking shit coins that you're going to fucking pump and dump. Uh, I'm here to, I'm here for the long run. Uh, I'm here for the good, for the good, good. Uh, <laughs> make you want to pass out, right? Um, so, uh the next, uh, the next thing um, in the crypto world that uh, tales from the crypto <laughs> that we're going to talk about is um, this token called the Memer token, M-I-M-I-R. Um, and they are a, um, a quiz show token. Where uh, you do these uh, tournaments, these uh, trivia uh, trivia tournaments, and uh, you get paid in memer and uh, in memer tokens. And uh, the token uh, has only been around since November. Um, it's been as high as uh, four dollars Canadian. Sorry for my American friends. You're gonna have to fucking break out the conversions, and uh, uh, so three dollars American. And it's been uh, as uh, as low right now as like thirty three cents. But um, it's one of those things where, like, you know, if I'm playing games, I want to be getting paid in crypto. Why not? If I'm uh, if I'm surfing the web, why not pay for advertisements? Why not have that? And uh, that's going to be the uh, future. That's going to be where crypto is going. And uh, you know, resist it for as long as you want, but that's where the future. That's where the future is heading. And uh, these in companies. This is Swedish-based company Mimir. And uh, they have all kinds of uh, good uh, tournaments um, where uh, you sign up for and they have like specific, uh, you know, topics or sometimes I will see the topic and I'll just be like, okay, there's no way I'm going to get Game of Thrones uh, trivia night right because, you know, I stopped watching uh, movies with fire breathing dragons in it when I was six years old and I haven't looked back since. I haven't looked back since, regardless of how many uh, penises or fucking uh, throat slittings there are. Uh, so uh, that what that one was not for me. But I'm like into Jeopardy and like quizzes and trivia. So I mean, um, uh, why not? Why not uh, jump on board? So this one quiz they had on New Year's uh, on the thirty first, which uh, it was like a. Uh, a uh, popular answer um, quiz where you had to type in the answer and you had to like guess the popular answer 
And I was doing pretty good until it came to, like, guess what you think Mimir token would be. And since, or guess what all-time high you think Mimir would hit in uh, 2022. And I guessed, uh, I guessed $5, which was higher than its all-time high. And uh, they haven't hit $5. So that was the number two response, which was 10% of the votes. The number one response was 100. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I don't even think they have 100 million. Uh, they have 100 million uh, total circulating. I don't even know if that's possible. <laughs> but I mean, so... And so the people, uh, so that for, with this popular answer, they just had five questions. There were only two people that got all five right, and they uh, split a bag of uh, uh, 1,000 Mimir tokens, which, so they each got uh, 500 Mimir uh, each, which, uh, let's do the math real quick. So even at its lowest, so uh, 500, uh, 500 by uh by uh zero point let's say three three so five hundred by uh by zero point three three so you know that's like uh it's like two hundred bucks close to two hundred bucks just for fucking participating in uh for getting like the all the correct answers in the survey uh correct. So if you're any sort of uh, trivia hound, if you're any sort of uh, questions and answers, even if you just like, you know, games, then uh, why not get paid to, uh, to do the games? And, okay, uh, we've been, I've been going on for a while. It's been about an hour and 20 minutes. I'm going to finish off this podcast with the following with the following PSA, we're going to finish off this podcast with uh, one last little uh, little um, uh, little nudge uh, from yours truly. Now, I get a lot of like making fun of and hate about um, NFTs, and um, I just think people don't understand the future of NFTs and like. So a lot of people say you're paying $30,000 for like a pixelated image. Okay. We're still in our we're still in the infancy of NFTs, but what NFTs are going to do is give artists their rights back and give artists the right to sell their product not through like a record label and not through a um a record producer and that they're going to be able to organize and distribute their art however they see fit and you're saying okay uh if i buy a um if 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 uh, i buy a uh an nft and you take a picture of it then you what's the difference well the difference is that i have the codes and if you're using that illegitimately and i take you to court i'm the one who has the codes okay so you're so you have the file illegitimately and the entire copyright and uh the future of copyright and the future of uh independent production 
if I was to create, uh, if I were to create uh, like a an album, then I would want it in NFT form, and I would just sell it to uh, to people individually. And if they have that NFT, then they have the right to be able to use that music however they want. And you can section it. Just your possibilities are endless with how you want to distribute your art. If you want to uh, distribute it where people have to buy the whole uh, the whole album in order to have that song, then you can have that written into the protocol. Or if you want it where people can, uh, when your album contains 13 songs, each of them are a different NFT. And then yeah, each of them are for sale for uh, 99 cents. And the only way to legally um, have that is, and you, you know, you'll think about the future of uh, uh, of uh, uh, of personal property, and uh, the like. What is saying that uh, if I, you know, if I steal your TV, that it wasn't mine? If you have the NFT, then uh, like that's this that's the premise, and that's. It's giving um, it's giving power back to the uh, to the artists, and it's giving power back to the uh, to the uh, people who actually create the art, instead of the people who uh, are producing the art and who are mass producing the art. The record labels, the uh, oh, the uh, the constituents who are uh, who are who are distributing it, and. That's where people are getting it wrong. It's not just fucking JPEG images that uh, that that you're selling. Like it's it, it's the right to be able to uh, reproduce these images, and uh, that's where people are. Uh, it, while it's while it is funny, I mean, you have to be able to uh, strip what is uh, what is humorous about it right now, and uh, and uh, the implications for uh, for where it's going in the future and giving artists freedom over their uh their intellectual property so that's kind of how we're going to wrap up here today uh i just wanted to give a quick uh a quick f you to those who are uh kind of scoffing at the concept of nfts just based on uh where they are currently and uh not uh not looking forward to where they're going to be in the future uh so I hope you guys had a good time. Uh, that is the that is the end of this. I will see you guys in the new year. Look forward to more TWA 2K and uh, sections and segments. And uh, let's uh, let's have a great 2022. And that was the world according to Kyle podcast. Take care, y'all.